<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, before we start the show, today's episode is brought to you by The Allegedly Podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. Pop culture, legal news, behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. That's Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at TheBowenLawGroup.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, November 22, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 672 of the Biden-Harris administration. 714 days until the 24th presidential election. Find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go for now. And our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. Plus, you can find my link tree in the description. And you can follow Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. Also, link in the description. And oh, look, he's sitting right over there. Try the super glue. (laughs) What are you talking about now? They're having a a hard time holding Twitter together. You you know, it's just running running on rubber bands and squirrels now, right? (laughs) Yeah, Elon Musk frantically pedaling his bamboo bicycle like Gilligan. (laughs) Well, hi, everybody. Uh, He's he's Bob, I'm Buzz, and we've just been appointed special podcasters. (laughs) Uh, well, the, the dust is mostly settled from the election now, and, and Americans have once again voted for a divided Congress, yeah. a- and that's just on the Republican side. <laughs> uh, but one campaign still uh, not decided. Uh, last week, Herschel Walker said in a speech, and this is true, that he'd rather be a werewolf than a vampire. <laughs> I sure. Because he said a werewolf can kill a vampire. <laughs> Finally, a candidate willing to take on the undead. Nice. Uh, uh, people, people were going nuts last week uh, trying to get the Taylor Swift concert tickets. I heard about that. Uh, and and Congress is now investigating Ticketmaster. Shit. Who who's running that place? Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> and and do you ever read the business pages? I was thumbing through the business pages this week. I don't thumb through them, but I do read them. Ah, I see. Well, I actually did some reading as well, <laughs> and and I read an article that said AT and T's acquisition of Time Warner was the worst debacle in corporate history. And Elon Musk is like, hello. <laughs> and Republicans going around bragging they fired Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Wait till I hear we're replacing her with a black guy named Hakeem. Especially this one. She's gonna be yes. so goddamn pissed. 
You just know it. Here we go with another week. Green, green, she's Marjorie Green. She is the batshit one on the hill. Green, green, she's Marjorie Green. She is the mayor of Crazy Bill. Well, she told her mama on the day she was born, don't you cry when my brain is gone. <laughs> now those cold hard facts, no, they won't settle her down. Can't you see she's chewing on everybody now? Green, green, she's Marjorie Green. She wants to get up in your grill. Look <laughs> everybody. Green, green, she's Marjorie Green. She drank too much from her old skill. <laughs> no, there ain't nobody in this whole wide world gonna tell her that she's out of place. Well, now she's on the lookout with her tinfoil hat for Jewish lasers from outer space. How about tequila? Green, green, she's luxury green. She's getting that shit meaner still. Green, green, she's luxury green. She is the mayor of Crazy Bill. She is the mayor of Crazy Bill. I mean, if you're going to be a citizen of Crazyville, why not just be the mayor, right? Yeah. Have a great Rocky Mountain Mike, Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter. Also, for now, uh, we're going to get into the whole Elon Musk Twitter situation with Donald Trump being reinstated and all the rest of that in just a few minutes. But now that we're talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene buzz, um, Mm -hmm. she cut a deal with Kevin McCarthy to make sure a bunch of her enemies don't get, what, committee seats? Is that what it is? That's that's been the reporting that, uh, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to exercise some power and thinks she has some capital. She certainly can hold the the clown car caucus, as you call them. (laughs) Uh, She certainly can hold them hostage from supporting uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, both in his election as speaker, which is tenuous at best, uh, and, and uh, you know, to, to make sure that she secures power in the coming uh, session of the House. And, and her request, what she wanted out of the deal, was she wanted the likes of Adam Schiff off the Intelligence Committee. Uh, I, I don't, I just need to pull up the article here. She wanted, I think, AOC off of a committee. Yeah. Uh, a, a key committee post. Eric uh, Swalwell, er, er, too, right? Eric Swalwell is a target yeah. as well. E, I'm sorry, it was not AOC. It was Elon Omar from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. He wants her off of that. He wants uh, Swalwell and, and Schiff. Uh, off of their committees as well, including, uh, and this is, you know, nobody is better at national security than, than Adam Schiff. And it would be a, a, a shame from all kinds of directions to lose him from yeah. that committee. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, there's going to be a McCarthy purge. And yeah, Marge is behind it to a large degree. Mm-hmm. Right. So Marjorie Taylor Greene helps to incite an insurrection and right. gets uh, banned from committees. And Adam Schiff did what again? Oh, she just, he was mean to Republicans and Donald Trump. Yeah, I guess that's, you know, this is just the petty vengeance of the Republican Party. This is what we've observed for many, many years now. More than petty vengeance, it's the price we're all going to have to pay for the nightmare we're going to see in the House. You know, last week we were still celebrating the results of the election, and we were right to do so. Mm-hmm. And we're also right to uh, uh, celebrate, I believe, the appointment of a special counsel, although I know we'll be talking about that, and we certainly need to. Yeah. Uh, but it's time to get serious again, I'm afraid, mm-hmm. uh, for the kinds of plans Republicans have for the House and for the country in the coming two years. Yes. Uh, we're not our work is not finished yet i'm sorry to say i wish i could say that it was but uh we'd all like to be at the end of it we're all tired 
uh, we can't stop now. Yeah, one of the things we're going to get into here in a little bit is uh, Hunter Biden's non-existent laptop. <laughs> we're going to talk about that and the CBS News report. Because that's one of the things that Kevin McCarthy is going to be turning into an ongoing inquisition, exactly. an ongoing holy war against well, Joe Biden. This is a Republican's way of delivering on the promise that they're going to fix inflation and crime and immigration is yeah. to go after Hunter Biden's laptop. That's that's the first order of business. That may not be what America voted for them to do. I think a lot of people who voted Republican were voting on the subject of inflation mm -hmm. uh, this last time. Uh, are the Republicans going to do anything about it? We knew before the election they would not, and we know after the election they will not. What we know and what American voters should have known before the election is the only thing they care about are these petty vengeances. Oh, yeah. It's this kind of childish recess yes. Yes. payback nonsense that we have seen and, for so many, so many years. And because there are so many childish Americans, they've got base support for that. Uh, I want to get into um, all of that. I want to get into yeah. uh, the oh, laptop, yeah. and obviously we need to talk about Colorado Springs here in just a second, yes. but I just, as a matter of uh, a programming note here, no more shows the rest of the week. It's Thanksgiving week, uh, no Wednesday show, there will be no Thursday show, there will be no Friday show because so, of the holiday, shortened holiday what, week, yeah. What, what you're saying is I, I had to come in, but nobody else did. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I said, you know what? If anyone's going to come in this week, I'm going to make it's it buzz. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You're like the it's Bob Cratchit good. of the show. You got to work <laughs> One on more the holidays. piece of coal, Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, on a much more serious note, I want to yeah, talk about so. Colorado Springs um, oh, and that mass shooting at Club Q over the weekend. Yeah. Same night in which Donald Trump was reinstated on Twitter, and as we have observed for many, many months and years now, Donald Trump has been front and center when it comes to the demonization, the otherization of the LGBTQ community, specifically trans people. He's been ranting about trans people and uh, trans people in sports and, and so on, mocking them and stoking his uh, red hat disciples into this rage that they have about trans people. When what we all know is the real epidemic of sexual assault in this country, is Republicans. That's right. I was going through the list. The Daily Coast put together a list. I think it's got, I don't know, something like 30 different pages of stories about one Republican after another, whether it's child porn or sexual assault or a combination of the both, coming up on 900 different cases, stretching all the way back to the Access Hollywood tape. Number of trans people committing sexual assault in bathrooms remains zero. Right. But so, you wouldn't know that by listening to uh, the Red Hat Entertainment Complex right now, which it's it, yeah. it's it's always been scary to be openly trans. And it's yeah. even more it's even more so now, I'm afraid. Uh -huh. uh, uh, and and although Donald Trump has been front and center with that, he's gotten a lot of help. Oh, uh, yes. there there are over 300. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say over. There are about 350 anti trans laws that have been proposed in this country over the past year yep. in various, at various states and various government levels. Uh, this is this is persecution, plain and 
and simple. Mm-hmm. And and it's getting people killed now. Yes, yes. It's disinformation. It's coming yes. from Matt Walsh and Steven yes. Crowder and uh, most importantly, oh. Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump. And, and most of the Clown Caucus Republicans. Yeah, absolutely. This is just a sampling of the kind of shit that's being broadcast 24-7 around the clock yes. in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. You'll hear Tucker Carlson in here. You're going to hear Steven Crowder and all the rest of it. This is the jihad. So let's say you were interested in sexualizing children, and unfortunately some people are. What would you do? You might have a drag queen story hour. If you don't see that as teetering on the edge of Crowder. losing civilization, then you and I just disagree. Pernicious and sick drag Ingram. queen story hours. Libs of TikTok, one of the most informative accounts on Twitter, and because uh-uh. it is so informative, it keeps getting banned. Adult male uh, putting on women's clothing uh, and dancing and talking about sexual themes with other people's children. Drag queen story time. Don't want them in preschool teaching them to twerk. Why would any parent allow their child to be sexualized by an adult man with a fetish for kids? A sort of pedophilic, predatory, farm system that the groomers have set up. They want to sexualize children. This is all designed to put a wedge between parents and their children. It's up to all of us to fight back against that tooth and nail. What's happened to us? I mean, honestly, what has happened to us? Throw them in prison and and whenever they get out, if they do get out, put them on the sex offender registry for life. A reckoning is coming. If anyone here is more like Hitler, most like Hitler, one could argue, it's these people abusing children. Stopping it is not a gentle or a painless process. The farther along the cancer is, the more aggressive you have to be in fighting. People should push back against this. And of course, people should arm themselves with the literature and the people in their own words who have advocated for this uh, uh, deeply disturbing sexualization of children. Yeah, people should definitely arm themselves. I agree with that. Definitely arm themselves is exactly what you should do. Preaching lies and stoking fear. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're preaching lies mm -hmm. and stoking fear. It's all false. It's all lies. Almost every word you just heard in that montage of recordings is a lie. Worse than that, it's this ongoing process of beating up an already disadvantaged community in this country that is routinely physically beaten up to the point of committing suicide in so many cases. And this is the enemy they've decided to target. And once again, just a little bit of tough love here. Ignoring people like Matt Walsh and Mm -hmm. Steven Crowder and Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump, whether you use the former guy thing or you block him or you block these guys or you you just go la, 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 not listening every time you hear a clip like that. It didn't make them disappear, did it? It allowed them to spread their filth without any pushback. And as I've been forecasting, sadly, for a couple of months now, this latest holy war against trans people, specifically against organizations like Children's Hospital, for fuck's sake. Right. Across the country. Children's hospitals across the country Mm -hmm. now being attacked and assaulted. Absolutely. This was all going to land here because they're treating it as if it's a war against children. I mean, the number of sexual reassignment surgeries done on children in this country you can almost count them on one hand. It, it never happens, and when it does, it's done with the consent of the parents, and it's done with extensive research into 
whether or not that child has some form of gender dysphoria. This is a carefully vetted process that isn't done willy-nilly. It's certainly not forced on any families. This is not how that operates. But they're painting it as if it is. You know why? To make sure that we're all talking about that and not the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So it seems like every week we talk about another Republican who's committed sexual assault, as I was saying right, before. Right. It, this is the truest definition of punching down. Yeah. And and again, with lies, we, I can't. This is maybe the thing we should focus on most. They're fucking lying. Yeah. There yeah. there is no grooming. That's not why somebody dresses in drag. That's not why somebody is trans. It has nothing. Those two things have nothing to do with each other. And there's no sexualization. Uh, of kids. Y you know what I think uh, uh, most young children's reaction would be to a drag performer? Delight. <laughs> I, I think it, it would tickle them. I think that it's the idea of 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 dressing up, yeah. of 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 acting, you know, of of singing, of performing. Of uh, this is nothing but fun. Dancing, it's nothing but fun for the kids. They mm -hmm. don't they don't do any analyzing of this. It doesn't give them little erections. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, there yeah. is no grooming. There is no sexualization. These lies must be tamped out. They are not true, and they're being used to stoke fear. And that. Fear is causing anger and violence and death. I read a tweet today that was extraordinarily salient in terms of the disparity here between, you know, something that's actually happening and something that's not happening at all. Right. Drag shows are, are not sexualizing children in any way, shape, or form. But you know what it is? Child beauty pageants. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. is like a yes. an entire closet industry in so yes. many red states. I mean, you've seen the fucking reality shows about this crap. And uh, I'll bet I'll, I'll bet if you checked, uh, the moms are all Republican. The families are all Republican. <laughs> yes. I, you know, it's a wild generalization, but I'll bet you if you checked, you'd mm -hmm. find out it was true. So this guy, uh, whose name I'm not going to mention, the shooter in uh, Colorado Springs, is the grandson yes. of outgoing Republican mm -hmm. State Representative Randy Vogel, the former mayor of Santee, California. I think uh, I'm pronouncing that. That is correct. Correctly. Yeah, okay. I, li I lived near Santee, not yeah. in it, but I, I lived in El Cajon, which is a neighboring community. I see. Well, there were calls to expel Vopel from the state assembly after he made comments comparing the January 6 attacks to the Revolutionary War. Yes, yes. I'm sure if he was uh, banned from Twitter, he's been reinstated, by the way. Aldrich's mother, Laura Vopel, has written posts praising Randy Vopel on Facebook and confirming he is her father. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like father, like son. The apple doesn't fall far uh, from the tree, huh? And another young white man with an AR-15, uh, even yeah. if you take yeah. the homophobia if uh, a term i also don't like if you take even if you take that out of it mm -hmm. uh you know we, we've still got this gun problem as well yeah but uh right now uh, there's a group of americans who are not just being oppressed they're being threatened yeah. and they're and they're dying yes and, and this has to fucking stop buy all the guns you want stock up it's your right as an american that's the message they're getting Right. And then the next message is, here's how you can use them. If right. you're really, if you got a really itchy trigger finger, 
here's a way to vent that rage and madness. And you know what? We're going to make all kinds of money on ad revenue while we're doing it. So it's a win-win mm -hmm. all around for all of these assholes. Tucker Carlson's making a fortune on this crap. He's telling people, stock up on your guns and then go shoot gay people in, right. in nightclubs. Because Fight you know them what? to the nail. They're the enemies. They're the people that we need to be afraid of the most. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are going to be extensive hearings in the House of Representatives based on this exact topic. And it's only going to make it worse. They're not going to stop saying what they're saying. No. They're not going to say, well, no one, the left isn't paying attention to me. So we may just, may as well just walk away and not even talk about this anymore. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is going to be an ongoing topic through this next two years, at least. As long as the Republicans are in control of the House of Representatives, they're going to use those levers of power to further demonize the LGBTQ community. And it's already started. You see it already. And so the best thing that we can do is to not cover our ears and do the la, 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 or call them wow. by some stupid nickname because we don't want to say their names. You got to push back. If we don't push back, who does? We can't wait for, they're banning normals from the committees, as we've seen, as we've talked about at the top of the show. It's up to us using reality and facts and where we need to, straight up ridicule. Rachel Bittacoffer's been talking about just straight up mocking these people, laughing at them and walking away. Because, again, ignoring them will not solve the problem. It'll only allow the problem to grow and expand without any opposition. And we don't want right. that either. I know it's tough. Well, it's tough. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more I, when we talk about Donald Trump and Twitter. But, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I, I would add, I have blocked Donald Trump and Elon Musk uh, uh, as a statement. But that doesn't preclude me from hearing what they have to say. Uh, other people repost this stuff. Uh, my fellow progressives talk about this stuff. So I'm, I'm aware when something happens, something's said, or something's going on. But I, I just as a personal statement, uh, I think the more people, uh, my choice is to, is to block them. Uh, yeah. That doesn't, doesn't mean I turn a deaf ear. I certainly follow the topics. I think everybody here knows that. Well, that's, I mean, for mental health reasons, I understand that. I mean, obviously, being on Twitter is a choice, and who you engage with on Twitter is mm -hmm. completely up to your own uh, prerogative. But as long as you're engaged in some way in terms of what's being said and what's being done by the Red Hat Entertainment Complex or Donald Trump himself or Elon Musk, that's fine. I don't care how you get your information, just as long as we're remaining informed and doing your part to push back. It's a minefield out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, no, I, I still push back. I believe very strongly in pushing back. I, I have my own methods of doing that. But I, I want Musk and Trump to know that an X number of people have blocked them. Yeah. Uh, that, that gives me a level of satisfaction. And like I said, I still know what they're up to. The pro One of the many problems with Trump being reinstated on Twitter is it puts us in that conundrum where on one hand you want to say, hey, you know what? We're going to deprive you of having any sort of mass audience here. Or just for my own personal mental health, I, I can't bear to see another thing that Elon Musk says or another thing right. that Donald Trump says or right. any of the Trump-adjacent weirdos and shrieking eels. It, you know, just it, there's that motivation. But at the same time, there's this need to push back against the hate, yes. to not run yeah. away from it, to not plug I, our ears and I, pretend it's not there. And so I, that's the that's the conundrum. That's the thing that made well, me spiral would, out and have a complete meltdown Saturday night when I read Elon Musk's tweet that Donald Trump had been reinstated. It was like, 
there's no great answer to that problem. Each path you choose is fraught with all kinds of uh, minefields. I, I think you can do both. I think you can push back and uh, ignore certain things that you want to ignore. And by ignore, I don't mean uh, pretend that they don't exist and cover your ears. I'm just saying I don't need to subscribe to these guys to know what they're up to. I know what they're up to, and I hear about it uh, you know, every time. Yeah. Anytime, certainly anything that needs pushback. If others want to push back to these individuals of Trump and Musk, uh, please, you have my blessing feel free to do so i just don't want to i've never that's never been me uh yeah. I, I i i my resistance i work my resistance my own way i think i guess sure sure well i i think one of the motivations of elon trump one of, elon trump yeah i just did it there it is one yeah. Of the, yeah one of the motivations of elon musk i think in all of this is to drive us away to make sure that twitter is free and clear for this new generation of bro contrarian right-wing libertarian freaks and weirdos i think the coincidence of elon musk reinstating trump a couple of oh. days after he announces his 2024 run for president is not coincidence right exactly it's not coincidence at all yeah the the more and more i see elon musk just shaking up the ant farm the more i'm convinced that he was put in place to do that that he was uh, put yeah. up to it that he was provided with financing some of which is saudi money and no one would yes. like uh twitter to be free and clear for all the fuckery more than russia and saudi arabia That's especially right. yeah especially going into the 2024 presidential election when they mm -hmm. desperately want to have another republican in the white house preferably donald trump who saudi arabia is doing ongoing business with they just cut a whole deal in oman for some big gaudy trump resort that saudi arabia is going to build and they're, they're going to license Trump's name and slap it on there. That deal was just done. That's uh, been signed, sealed, and delivered. So naturally, uh, Saudi Arabia wants to see more Trump in American politics. Through one family member or another, a group of Arab nations owns the Trump family. Hmm. Yeah. Period. And yeah. and yeah, so absolutely they would want this. They, they want Trump to be president again uh, because they've got all these sweet deals with him and his family. And, mm -hmm. and they know they can get the U.S. government they want by doing this. And, yeah, of course, yeah. Russia's still interested in creating chaos as well. By the way, I love this new nickname for Twitter, $8 yes. Chan. <laughs> this is nice. Whoever came up with $8 Chan, well done. Congratulations. That's that's going to stick to the wall, I think. Uh, I miss I miss my people. A lot of people left, you know, when Musk took over, and even more people left when they heard that Trump had been added. And, you know, we're, we're, a lot of us have ended up on Mastodon, but there are talk of others coming along. And, you know, it's a mess out there right now. Uh, and and uh, it may be no accident that they've broken up this unified voice that we had on, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. They've broken up the gang is what they've done. They've broken up our gang. And uh, that had to be part of the mission as well, in my view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when this, I said a couple of times already, when that news came down, I just talk about someone losing their spadoinkle. I just I couldn't shut up about it on Twitter. I just kept screaming at Elon Musk. In fact, at one point, I called Elon uh, a babysitter of seditious men and a pile of shit, both in Latin. <laughs> so he's right. he's going around with that Vox Populi nonsense, which right. he completely misinterprets, by the way. And so I returned the favor by insulting him in Latin. 
which makes me the biggest nerd in the world, I think. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, did. I, I don't speak Latin. Yeah, if you happen to have had Latin classes in high school or whatever, you happen no. to be a classic scholar, <laughs> you understood it's, my tweet. But no wonder it didn't get the reach that I was expecting. It's Greek to me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, again, I believe he's driving away normals to smaller platforms, so we're going to be marginalized in time for 2024. And... Mm-hmm. That is exactly what a certain group of people in this world wants to happen. They want to make sure that the left is out of the way. Elon Musk has been screaming about for the last three days. He's been screaming about uh, getting rid of the hall monitors. Yeah, go to the smaller platforms, hall monitors. We don't want you here anymore is essentially what he's been saying. And I guess by hall monitors, he means traditional journalists, reporters, people who are fact-checking Elon Musk Mm -hmm. and other Republicans who Elon Musk supports. So he's saying it out loud. He wants us out of the way. I tweeted the other day, chaos is the new cocaine. And this guy is addicted to it. Clearly. Yeah. And it's it's our our job to fight back. And uh, although yelling at them on social media is good, uh, the important thing is that we make sure we elect all the right people in 2024 from the president on down. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is, uh, this calls for action. We, we may be taking to the streets there. There certainly will be a need for people to speak up, uh, to speak up against hate, uh, the, the yeah. subject we began with here today and, and for us to find a way to make that stop. And that includes a lot of things, including, uh, stopping the disinformation, uh, and stopping the guns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it wasn't just that, Trump was pardoned, essentially, by Elon Musk. Right. Wasn't that Trump was given back, what, 83 million followers? I think at one point when he was first reinstated, he it was down to 719,000 followers of Donald mm-hmm. Trump. And then it by the end of the day, it jumped up to about a million. I think that was right around the time I went to bed. And then the next morning... <laughs> Overnight, it had gone from a million followers. This is on Trump's real Donald Trump account. Went from a million followers to 83 million followers. So everyone who had been following him before he was banned from Twitter for being a threat to society. And then some. All those followers were reinstated back to following his account for some reason, including, yes. including mine. <laughs> including I was automatically re-followed uh, to Donald Trump's account. So that was not a welcome it, thing the next morning. It may still be an inflated number, and thankfully, he hasn't tweeted on it yet, and if he is to be believed, uh, he won't be. Uh, I I hope that's what happens. I I think that would be, you know, Elon Musk has done this for him, and then if Trump refuses to take him up on it, well, that's interesting. That's entertaining to me. Yeah. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see, but I, I... we haven't seen him back on Twitter yet. Now, poli- if he gets politically desperate enough, I'm sure he'll pick it pick it up and begin tweeting again. Yeah, I've got some information on that, but I, I wanted to mention, too, that it wasn't just the fact that Trump was reinstated. It was that it was the way in which Elon Musk just flippantly did it. Right. Like, r- originally, 52% yeah. 52% Vox Populi, yes. Yeah, exactly. A shoddy, ridiculous, bot-infested Twitter poll? Are you kidding me? That's the least reliable poll you could ever possibly <laughs> right. do in right. the entire world. It's just like, okay, well, whoever is going to respond to this is going to re- respond to this. The guy who said he was going to target trolls when he first took over, the guy right. who said he was going to form some sort of committee to decide whether or not Trump could be reinstated, none of that exists anymore. He just ignored all of that. Why? Because, well, he's got this addiction to chaos. For some reason, he wants to 
turned the whole wow. place into uh, into eight chan. And the other reason is he's desperate for uh, engagement and activity on Twitter, right. so he can sell advertising. But no one's going to buy advertising, especially now. Do you think Target or Bed Bath and Beyond wants to see their brand up against a bunch of people who are screaming about Jews and screaming the N word and making rape jokes? No, especially after so especially after so many of us have blocked their ads anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm blocking all major advertisers and some minor advertisers that I just never liked in the first place. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, where I think and I think you said you were too blocking as many oh, advertisers yeah. as you yeah. can. That's an action we can take. That actually does something. I mm -hmm. think. I think that's a, a real contribution. It was interesting too. Because the next day, uh, Elon Musk was begging Donald Trump to start tweeting again. Right. Oh, it, this has been his plan all along. Musk said months and months ago that he would be adding Trump back to Twitter. So yeah. nobody should be surprised that this was the end result. But he did such a great job of illustrating what Trump said about Elon Musk one time. He said, uh, mm -hmm. I think he tweeted this on, or trothed it on Troth Central. Or Troth, Truth Central. He said, Troth Central. there was a meeting at the White House with Elon Musk yes, and Trump. Yes. And Trump said, I could have... I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, and he could have done it, which is exactly what he did. As mm -hmm. soon as he reinstated Trump, he was like, oh, drops to his knees. Oh, please, please, yes. Donald, please come, come back, back and tweet and help help my little website here. Help my personal homepage to attract advertisers again. Mm -hmm. When, in fact, all it's going to do, as I said, is to uh, drive advertisers away. I so, think it would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't describe how immensely furious I was. <laughs> I mean, it just it was one of those things where I'm just walking around the house ranting about how horrendous the entire process was and how unjust it is that the guy who incited the insurrection, incited the very first invasion and occupation yes. of Congress to stop the peaceful transfer of power. The guy And was banned from Twitter for his comments about that on Twitter is yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that was only after he presided over right. 400,000 dead Americans from, you know, who all died mm. from a preventable disease based primarily on his own Ego and incompetence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it was a combination of those two things, plus the ongoing election fraud that he engaged in, even prior to the 2020 election. All yep. of these things had added up to, all right, you know what? You're a threat to society. You can no longer interact with normal people. So bye. Right. That was the decision that Twitter made in January of 2021, and which now Elon Musk has turned over. Why did he turn it over? Uh, desperation. As Trump comes under increasing pressure from both prosecutors and politically mm -hmm. uh, from Republican rivals, uh, it'll be interesting to see how desperate he becomes and uh, whether that desperation will uh, compel Trump to return to Twitter as invited. Yes, yes, indeed. So lots more on this topic to talk about. Plus, uh, I want to talk about Jack Smith and some mm -hmm. thoughts on that. <laughs> and hopefully we've all calmed down and realized that Oh, yeah, Jack Smith's going to get the job done. Don't worry about Jack Smith. I think so. Yeah, think yeah. So. Plus, uh, CBS News put out a report yesterday about Hunter's non-existent laptop. I'm going to talk about that story, which we haven't spent a whole lot of time on on this show, but uh, just jumping in because it's going to be a serious issue going okay. forward for this Congress coming up, in the House of Representatives specifically. Oh, and my Twitter spat with Kerry Lake's war room. <laughs> Ah, wonderful. I got into it with you're, Kerry you're, Lake's people you're, yesterday. You're not the only one, apparently. Oh, yes. And it was an easily winnable debate. 
But first, if you're only listening to the free portion of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts and so on, you're only hearing the first hour. There's an extra 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show, and it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at bobseskashow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. We've been talking about fun things lately, like people we almost killed... <laughs> including ourselves. We've been talking about cringy things that we've said accidentally to people and how that haunts us as we're trying to fall asleep. For this mere pittance, you can find out our darkest secrets. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Because, oh my God, we get really chatty on the shadow <laughs> docket sometimes. Uh, well, again, it drops every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and they're only going to cost you $5 per month. That's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the savings on to you. And you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast, don't you know? So don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, rebel queen's wicked bitch. Just for the kill, she's out to attack. Looking for love, and there's no turning back. Yeah, we're sending this out to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Take your money, she'll steal your heart. No. That's all true. Yeah, this is uh, Rebel Queen's Wicked Bitch right here um, from their great album called It's Raining Rock and Roll. Yeah. Sure is. I love that this band exists in 2022. I can't describe it. Uh, BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Oh, by the way, link in the description to support Rebel Queens, too. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, getting back into all the uh, fun and festivities here as we uh, yes. head into Thanksgiving week. Um, where do we leave off here? Oh, yeah, yeah. That Twitter ad staff spent weeks convincing advertisers that Elon Musk wouldn't reinstate Donald Trump without any oversight. And, that's, ex and that's exactly what he did. I mean, can you imagine being, uh, I don't know, just one of the major advertisers, let's say an airline. And say, okay, you're reassured. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be cool now. We're going to go through a whole process when it comes to content moderation, uh, safety. There's going to be a, 
you know, uh, what did he, an advisory board that we're going to set up that's going to determine whether or not Trump should be reinstated. And that'll be a carefully vetted process. And then suddenly Elon Musk just goes and was like, Steps okay, in. yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Here's, I'm going to put I, up a shoddy poll and that'll determine it and go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm sure those those Twitter safety uh, people uh, meant it. I'm, I'm sure that they had nothing but good intentions, but the lie comes from the top. Yeah. Uh, do you know, you, you remember hearing over the past week that Musk told employees to prepare to buckle down and, and do some hardcore work and uh, put in long hours and, and all of that and that we're going to have to be in the office to do that. And it was a real crackdown, and they had to sign a pledge that they would do that. Mm -hmm. And many people did, in fact, sign that pledge. And he's now laid some of them off. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all a lie. It's a lie built on a lie built on a lie. Well, credit where credit is due. Kimberly's been calling this since, I think, the spring, since the deal was first floated. But I think one of the things that she saw in the spring was the fact that Elon Musk spoke with Vladimir Putin about mm -hmm. Putin's peace plan in mm -hmm. Ukraine, then posted Putin's demands on Twitter. I mean, this was right. a thing that Elon Musk That's actually right. did. Then he purchased the app for $44 billion, then mm -hmm. endorsed the Republican Party, who right. vowed to cut off U.S. funding to Ukraine. I think that's a pretty interesting series of and, events, and, don't you? And then and then reinstated Donald Trump. And then reinstated a, Donald Trump, of course. A, absolutely. And and uh, you know you'd have to be blind not to see what appears to be going on there. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's so important to me. I this is such a heartbreaking thing to me because I really looked at, and I know a lot of other people did too, have looked at Twitter as our community. Yes, me too. Uh, and and it, it's so sad. I mean, heartbreaking to mm -hmm. see it being defaced and destroyed and crumbled in this way yeah. and and used perverted and used for the most evil of purposes and uh, the, the the evil purpose has become clear here it's it's absolutely clear what what Russia and Musk and Trump are up to here mm -hmm. and it's 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 very discouraging but it it seems to me that we're still more than them and i i have this sort of uh, Pollyanna belief that somehow all of us are going to manage to keep this alive and keep it ours in spite of the number of people who've jumped ship. I hope so. I used to use this sound for Troth Central. Troth, truth Central. But I can use it now for Twitter because it, if you check in on Twitter servers, it kind of feels like this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> no, I, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's checking in with Twitter headquarters. I, I told you, it's running on rubber bands and squirrels now. <laughs> That's what's running it. Well, here's a little bit of F you to Elon Musk okay. via Trump himself. And this is not just his quote about dropping to your knees and begging. <laughs> this right. is something else. Turns out, after all the uh, rage that Elon Musk stirred up on Twitter the other day, all right. the potential for damage and awfulness that Elon Musk stirred up by reinstating Trump, it could have been entirely avoided because Elon Musk didn't seem to realize that Trump could end up in more legal jeopardy if he tweets, uh -huh. if he returns yes. to Twitter. Semaphore.com reported this. that the, Since Trump is a core part of Truth Social's value, rejoining Twitter could create some potential legal complications, mm -hmm. according to Eric Talley, a professor at Columbia Law School who specializes in corporate law. In particular, if Trump repeatedly signals in public before a merger that he's never joining Twitter, 
then closes a SPAC deal and reneges, some shareholders could decide they were misled. Quote, if it's going to look later on that he never had that intention of remaining off Twitter, but uh-huh. he just wanted to convince people that they should go ahead and close the SPAC deal. That's the deal with uh, DWAC to merge with Trump's company and take it public. This is the company that runs Truth Central. Truth, troth, 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 truth, central. I swear to God, I'm, when I seriously talk about that website, I still say Troth Central. It's not, that's I'm correct. not trying to be funny. That's just how it comes out. <laughs> I think that's just, we should just know it as that Troth Central, yeah. period. That's the it. That's but, the name of it. But this guy, Eric Talley, said that that's, the, that's kind of a textbook securities fraud lawsuit. So if Donald Trump tweets again, he will be sued by his shareholders at Troth Central. It, it could put him in uh, criminal jeopardy as well, Bob. Yeah. Uh, I've delighted in one tweet I've seen uh, on Twitter. I, I may repeat it myself uh, on Twitter and, and encourage others to do the same. It simply says, Dear Donald Trump, Anything you say on Twitter can and will be used against you in a court of law. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's true. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. true. Absolutely. And so... This uh, also is impacting Elon Musk's other companies. Tesla stock is now down 49% since Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter in April, losing over half a trillion dollars in market valuation. Just in the three and a half weeks since Musk took over Twitter in October 28, Tesla stock is down 27%, losing $190 billion in value. Excellent. So sad. You hate to see it, right? I know. Uh, yeah, I understand there there may be some malfeasance at that company as well. I, I know that it's plagued by some civil and criminal uh, investigations that are underway involving the, the company's business. So you have the safety recall, uh, the, the, the Tesla's bursting into flames. You've got you've got the company bursting into flames. You've got Elon Musk bursting into flames. Everyone's yeah. bursting into flames. But uh, yeah, he's Elon Musk himself. I think is is facing some legal jeopardy. Yeah, uh, if if that's to be held on to. Well, last month, he told employees that Twitter Blue subscriptions would need to account for 50% of revenue to avoid bankruptcy. It doesn't look like that's happening. He told Twitter employees the company won't relaunch its paid verification subscription uh, Twitter Blue until we're confident about significant impersonations not happening. Right. And just a second ago, I think he tweeted something along the lines of they're looking at different colored verification badges. Yes, I saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which See, one? I don't like, even well, I haven't blocked and I saw that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I tweeted that at him I think on day 2. Keep the blue checks the same, identification verified people and then make another color blue check for the people who are paying for Twitter blue or put a instead of a check inside the blue badge, put a B or something in there signifying blue. I mean, talking about different colors now. And yeah, yeah. he's still determined to go through with this as soon as he says he can figure out how to stop the impersonations. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. So we're all stuck in this trash compactor between wanting to bail and knowing that we really can't bail because then we're ceding all this territory, all of this uh, communications potential to awful, awful, horrendous, damaging, fascist, white supremacist people. It would it would feel to me a little like surrender uh, to, yeah. to leave. Yeah. I and I just I'm not in the mood yet, to, uh, maybe never to surrender. Right. Well, what's going to happen is the migration will happen organically. Like Twitter will begin to die rapidly 
by the time people are starting to jump off and go. It's almost like the sinking of the Titanic. People didn't jump off the Titanic right after it hit the iceberg. It wasn't until the front end of the ship was was underwater right. that people started to climb aboard the lifeboats. And so there's still a little time there before I think uh, there, a mass migration will take place. And the other thing that's important for a mass migration is that it's not just we're not just talking about political Twitter here. Music Twitter, pop culture Twitter, Star mm-hmm. Wars Twitter, sports Twitter. These are all aspects of Twitter that... We seldom engage with, I think, as being part of political Twitter. We're mostly just, we've cultivated our own little politics followings. But uh, there are all kinds of other wings, international Twitter, Africa Twitter, Europe Twitter. There are all kinds of aspects of Twitter that would also have to migrate off of Twitter, too. And you're talking about what how many years 15 years of people cultivating followings on twitter that's a lot of people yeah Yeah, a lot of people and a lot of uh a really long shadow you could put it that way to then uproot and move to someplace else so it's not going to be like a snap and then everyone goes it's going to be a process of mass migration uh, well there's been a fear that there's been a fear that because of the internal problems the thing would just fall apart and one day you'd go there and there would be nothing there yeah which is why i think a lot of people have been giving their fond farewells well uh one last thing before we move on from this topic elon musk also reinstated project veritas's account that's that's james o'keefe So James O'Keefe has been unleashed back onto Twitter. And you know how happy that makes me. (laughs) I don't remember what I saw, but recently I saw that they've been further discredited. Uh, The the organization has no credibility whatsoever except those who are hypnotized to believe. Yeah. Well, now you're going to get sued. (laughs) Now now he's going to go after you with a slap suit, Buzz. I hope you're ready. Fine. Well, I can pay him with whatever I get from the plumber. So I've got I've got my very own C and D myself from Project Veritas. So join did, the club. Did you, did you get it framed? Uh, no. You know what? I should get it framed though. What, what the hell so. am I waiting for? I need to exactly. get that. You know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to do that right after the show. I'm going <laughs> to frame my cease and desist from yes. Project Veritas. <laughs> it's so entertaining. All right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Jack Smith here. All right, because, yeah. yeah, we've wallowed in the madness of Twitter long enough. we got to move on to, I think, what's going to be some, oh, well, Donald Trump likes to use the phrase law and order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be some real law and order coming down from Jack Smith. I'm pretty confident that uh, this is going to uh, put everything into hyperdrive. This is going to accelerate the entire investigatory process, not slow it down. Uh, Merrick Garland appointed this former federal and international war crimes prosecutor a special counsel on Friday to oversee Mm -hmm. the DOJ's investigation into former President Donald Trump. Jack Smith, who once led the Justice Department unit that investigates public corruption and -hmm. since 2018 was the chief prosecutor at The Hague, investigating war crimes in Kosovo, will be the third special counsel in five years to examine issues involving Mr. Trump. So that's have you, good. You, I, you have, of course, seen a picture of Jack Smith, have you not? I have. When, when, I, when I first saw it, I said, oh, they got one of the Oath Keepers uh, because <laughs> he's, got, he's got the beard, you know. Yeah. He, he, he looks 
tough. He looks mean. And yes. uh, somebody had uh, tweeted that uh, this is what Donald Trump sees on his ceiling when he lays in bed <laughs> staring at the ceiling at night. Part now. of uh, Trump's sleep struggle, as Lawrence and O'Donnell it, puts it. Yeah, it, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, This guy is terrifying to me. I don't know if he frightens anybody else, but yeah. uh, his credits, you know, uh, there was immediately a tailspin among many progressives, including mm. uh, a woman I very much respect, uh, Jill Weinbanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, was was saying, oh, this is just going to slow things down. She mm. it didn't take long for her to come around. I just based on the information I've gotten from Lawrence O'Donnell and from Andrew Weissman and, and the other experts uh, mm-hmm. that have appeared on his show, yeah. uh, I knew right away that this this was serious business and that there was not going to be a delay. If anything, this would speed up the investigation. So there are still many progressives out there, and I saw as recently today new cases being made about why this is going to delay things. Uh, trust me, it won't. And I can talk a little bit more later about where Jack Smith is right now and what he's doing right now. Yeah, I understand how we've been burned by special mm-hmm. counsels oh, yeah. in the past. Oh, yeah. I remember Patrick Fitzgerald. I remember us all anticipating Fitzmas back when there was a special prosecutor investigating the Scooter Libby situation during the Bush administration, and that turned out to be a gigantic and, nothing burger. And and, and, and all the times, all the times, John Oliver unfurled that banner that said we got we him. got him. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. there were so many times that we really did think we had him, and yeah. so yeah, it's perfectly understandable. And it's it's I it's hard for us to argue for our own credibility by saying no, but this time really. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. I mean, I I completely. <laughs> get that and i feel yeah, a little yeah. bit of tinge of that in my sure. soul like do i really want to get my hopes up again for this but well, from all yeah. indications this is a different story we yes. have we have a, a pre-dawn raid well not maybe that wasn't pre-dawn but we have a raid of mar-a-lago we have evidence we have confessions yeah. from donald trump this is not the patrick fitzgerald investigation during the Bush years. This is not even the Mueller investigation. With this Mar-a-Lago situation and with January 6th, there is not only evidence, but then there's also evidence Mm -hmm. of obstruction of justice on top of all the other potential criminal Mm -hmm. charges. So Jack Smith, from all indications, is hitting the ground running. Uh, He was still at The Hague on Friday. He's expected to take take up his new position immediately, the Justice Department said. He he already has. Yeah, in a statement provided by the Department Mr. Smith said he would conduct the probes independently. The pace of the investigations will not pause or flag under my watch. That's right. So that's what he said. First of all, that's the kind of guy he is. And as you just pointed out, Bob, he already has the evidence. The the Mm -hmm. evidence is already in-house. When when, uh, we say he's going to take over the investigation, it doesn't mean he's starting from scratch. All the people who are are currently investigating, and and then one of the little conspiracy theories among some uh, skeptics, progressives today was, oh, oh, read this. He, they say he's assembled a team. Uh, he's in Europe, by the way, and I'll tell you why. And still, and I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, that, but that he had assembled a team, and I said, well, see, he he shouldn't be assembling a team. He's already got people in place. He should be using. I don't think they understand that he's administrating from Europe for now because he uh, it severely injured his leg in a bicycle accident and can't come home just yet. Oh, so wow. he's But he's already begun his <laughs> I didn't work. Know that. And he's already approved a filing uh, to be made today or tomorrow, I believe it's today, in the 11th Circuit Court. 
In other words, Jack Smith has already seen some of the evidence, discussed with his prosecutors, and told them to proceed to court. This is how long it's taken him to hit the ground running, and yeah. he's got a bad leg. Right, and he's not stopping off for juji fruits, I assure you. Right. He's right. jumping right in. Uh, he once secured the conviction of a CIA official charged with, quote, illegally disclosing national defense information and obstructing mm-hmm. justice. Where have we heard that before? Mar-a-Lago. I mean, he's also right. investigating January 6th. I'm to be clear about that. So he's investigating yes. Donald Trump on both of these fronts. And that is good news all around. I don't know how you can p- paint that as being bad news I, I, at all. I, I, don't know, I don't know if he's, he's as much investigating himself as he is allowing the investigations to continue. Yeah. Uh, now they don't have to go through, bureau- the investigators don't have to go through bureaucratic layers to get things approved by Merrick Garland, who is overseeing what? Dozens of of departments in the F, in the Justice Department, including the FBI, mm. he, he's he's got and and each of those has its own long list of investigations. So they're already pretty busy over there and can't devote every resource uh, to the Trump investigation. This is an independent special prosecutor who does ultimately answer to Merrick Garland, but uh, otherwise, uh, Jack Smith will be deciding day to day. Proceed with this, and what we're hearing about him is that he's a uh, of, uh, you know, fish and cut bait, don't play with your food kind of guy, which yeah. we've heard before. <laughs> but he's, he's about getting it done. Let's not mull this over. Let's just do it and and and, and see if it sticks. Either you've got a case or you don't have a case. He, he doesn't mess around with these things. He's going to be very fair and impartial mm. and uh, certainly very experienced. Uh, I, I think he's an excellent choice. I think we should all be careful not to put him on the Mueller pedestal, but I think we should also remember that Mueller had the disadvantage of having having Bill Barr as attorney general. Yes. And and, and that guy is gone. The, the absence of Bill Barr is maybe the biggest factor in why this isn't a nothing burger. I want to read this tweet thread I posted the other day, which has gratefully gotten some circulation on Twitter. And uh, this is important. It's a little bit of what I've said on the show in the past, but it bears repeating in this context especially for those of you who are feeling impatient and feeling like, well, this is Mm -hmm. never going to happen. When the hell is this going to drop? I I desperately need it to. Just bear this in mind, that Merrick Garland is blazing a new trail, never before seen in American history. And we should all acknowledge the reality that prosecuting an ex-president of the opposite party requires extreme care, if not for the integrity of the process, but to establish rules and guardrails. When the next Republican president slash AG decides to prosecute Biden or a future Dem president, which these petty, vengeful cranks will inevitably do, see also what we talked about regarding Marjorie Taylor Greene and some committee assignments. Mm -hmm. I want Garland's roadmap in place when that happens. We all should. It's okay to be impatient, but try to understand why he's doing what he's doing. A flippant, impulsive, premature prosecution will never stick to the wall. Now add the ex-president of the opposite party dimension, loaded with extreme public bias, and such a prosecution would be doomed to fail. I wish it weren't this way, but it is. Trump has wiggled out of legal jeopardy many times before. In this hunt, though... I want the hunters to make sure the monster is trapped. I want him indicted, yes, and I want him successfully convicted. A snap indictment might feel good to you, but what'll happen after that? Right. And one person said to me um, in response to this, he said, 
That such a roadmap is necessary shows fairly explicitly that there are different systems of justice in these United States. But what evidence have you seen currently of Republicans that they would be as careful and as diligent as Garland? And I said, you have to know that ex-president of the opposite party has baggage that you and I don't have, right? right? That makes Donald Trump different than me and different than Buzz. And as I mentioned earlier, what's to say Republicans will follow any law, rule, norm. treaty, protocol, norm, etc.? We shouldn't ignore those things just because the Republicans might act in bad faith. Right. We need to continue to be the grown-ups in the room that acknowledge institutions, that acknowledge process, that acknowledge the rule of law. That's what we're all about. And if we get rid of that, if we say, ah, oh, yeah, fuck it, it's not working because the Republicans are just going to ignore it themselves, then we're off into some sort of phantom zone where democracy is off the table, where rule of law is off the table, and we're just floating in some form of pre-chaos, <laughs> pre-anarchy. We can't allow that to happen. Well, one other ray of hope that I see here, one other thing that I think is encouraging is that uh, Donald Trump has an attorney defending him on uh, a couple of these things. He's lead attorney. Yeah. Well, let me let me first. Uh, Jack Smith, you you heard his qualifications, mm -hmm. so you know uh, Jack Smith's uh, experience as a prosecutor. Now put that up against the uh, person uh, who is uh, heading up Trump's legal defense team, who was prior to this lead counsel for a parking garage company. <laughs> So if that gives you any hope, it's true. It does. And if that, if that gives you any hope, uh, there's that. We can always yeah. count to a degree on their incompetence. So mm -hmm. you, there's no questioning their determination, but we can question their competence. That gets a that gets a Tucker Carlson laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, we're going to take a, a short break on that note and come back and get into this CBS News report about Hunter's non-existent laptop. Yeah. Got a few things to say about that before we wrap up the show. So stick around. Uh, more podcasting right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Bob Seska plays more music.
as uh, brand new music from The Metal Birds. Song called Final Note. This is from their brand new album. Drops next week. The album is called, as I scroll up to recall it here, Birdie Lane is the name of the album. Out oh. uh, next week. Link in the description to support The Metal Birds. Uh, if you go to bobseska.com, find this episode dated 11-22-22. Go to that page, scroll on down, you'll find all the links you need to support all the indie bands here on the show. Metal Birds being one of our favorites. Also links for the Rebel Queens, too. We're playing the full-length songs at the end of the free show, so stick around for that. You're, you're, you're into the heavy, hard rock today, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> That's just the mood <laughs> is, I'm in. Is that the, I thought maybe that was your mood. I'm telling you, man. Saturday night when that news came down from Elon yeah. Musk. Yeah, I was you were just, steamed. Yeah, I just had a... Sh- no! Yeah, no! Like, threw, threw my not, laptop through the window. Yeah. Not good for you, Bob. We <laughs> yeah. need you for the fight. <laughs> Broke all my tiny Star Trek ships. Um, oh, no. So let's talk about this CBS News report that's getting a lot of attention in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex Get, today. <laughs> yeah, may I st- may I start here? Yes, and, and forgive my ignorance. I mean, I I have been skeptical of the the laptop story all along, but you say with what seems to me great certainty that it is a non-existent laptop. How do we know that it doesn't or never existed? Well, because we there's no evidence that it exists. All they've been talking okay. about is, oh, well, there is a laptop, but no one's actually showed us the laptop. The Every single forensic probe, whether it's the Washington Post forensic uh-huh. analysis of the quote-unquote laptop or the new CBS News analysis of the quote-unquote laptop, uh-huh. hasn't actually looked at the laptop. There was no actual look at the computer itself. All they're looking yeah. at is a hard drive that purports to have the information but, from the laptop duplicated uh, right. by the guy who ran the Mac store in Delaware. Right. But, There's no uh, chain of evidence here at all. I, under, I understand that the, the, you can't find the machine, but uh, the CBS analyst, uh, the, the analyst hired by CBS to, to go over this hard drive, found, like, all of his emails and, uh, yes. you know, all kind. I mean... Uh, not just emails, but but everything. They found everything that a person would have on their computer and that it was loaded slowly over a long period of time like it would be if you were using your laptop every day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I'm new to this, so you know, go easy on me. I've been, I've been skeptical. I, I, don't, I think the Republicans are going to try to make something out of this, and it isn't because, first of all, uh, young Mr. Biden isn't in government, and, and whatever he did I, has nothing to do uh, with the president. What, what hasn't been shown yet is that there's any connection between uh, this laptop, alleged laptop material, and Joe Biden, so uh, that they're going to try to use it against the president anyway. But uh, there's nothing there. That much I know. So I think I'm on the, the side of right when I say, uh, yeah. I, I from that standpoint, this whole thing is garbage. The whole investigation or series of investigations we're about to see are garbage. But I, I don't know that we. I mean, it looks like a laptop full of material. Well, what does? Well, <laughs> there is what, no, what, because what, because there is no there is no physical laptop that has been presented to say here's the laptop. Now look at the metadata in this laptop to determine uh-huh. what is legitimate Hunter Biden data, which could have very easily been hacked from his telephone or any number of sources and planted okay. into a hard drive slash laptop and passed off as belonging to Hunter Biden along with a variety of other 
damning information. And without looking at the laptop itself, what you're doing is you're taking the Mac shop owner's word for it <laughs> and so, some other versions of the laptop data circulated later. Yes, uh, yes. And, 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 and appeared and to have ha, appeared to have had data added right, after April true. 2019. So right. what is the veracity of this information? We don't know. We, we do know that some information from Hunter Biden's phone or maybe a laptop, again, that's uh -huh. got to have a question mark after it, okay. was mixed in with shit that kind of makes people believe, especially in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, and especially among the Republicans in the House of Representatives, is somehow damning to both Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. But there's no evidence. In fact, the CBS News report said, mm -hmm. The data has not produced direct evidence President Biden benefited from his son's right. business dealings. Yeah. Oh, I said that. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that, that statement completely. Yeah. I don't think there's any connection to the president here at all. Right. And this is just a show that the Republicans have been wanting to put on for a long time. So on many levels, it is bullshit. Yeah. What, what it seems to me is uh, these independent analysts hired by CBS found that the version they have has no data that was added after June 2019. Right. But they didn't have the laptop. They had a hard drive. And so that always, it also makes me deeply suspicious when I see headlines like this from the New York Post. And I get it, it's uh -huh. the New York Post. But this is the kind of right. shit that's going out there that's getting circulated. It yeah. says, CBS confirms Hunter Biden laptop is real. Well, CBS didn't look at the actual, again, they didn't confirm the existence didn't of the laptop. The laptop they confirmed yeah. the existence of a hard drive with data on it. Right. Right. That may or may not have originated with Hunter Biden. Some of it did, and some of the information is hmm. weird photos of Hunter Biden in his underpants or falling asleep with a crack pipe in his mouth, but none of that is illegal. Uh, there was one email that had something about, you know, 10% for the big guy, question mark, right. but there's no right. evidence that that was actually followed right. through with. Exactly. And the person who sent the email said that there was no discussion whatsoever about giving a chunk of money to Joe Biden at any point in time. Right. Oh, I agree. There's so much disinformation circulating around this. At the same time, Mediaites headline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is, this is how... Uh, fiction becomes reality in the political debate. I know. The media-eyed headline, CBS confounds conservative Twitter with report confirming Hunter Biden laptop real. Let's again, how can you confirm something is real unless you see it and show it and examine it, which they have not done. So this is, I think this is a massive shell game. This is, oh, look, we've got, Hunter Biden's emails and some salacious photographs. And that is then extrapolated out. That is meant to get the listener to conclude that, oh, well, there's some sort of illegal activity going on here. It could actually no. be that someone will turn up during a congressional hearing next year and he's a, with a big uh, Ziploc envelope that says, oh, yeah, here's the laptop. This is Hunter Biden's laptop. Here's the sticker on the back of it for the Bo Biden Foundation, et cetera. And it turns out to be real. But so far, all we've seen is data. I mean, the CBS News Chiron said laptop data and not laptop. But yet the mm -hmm. takeaway was right. laptop. <laughs> you yeah, see what I mean? It's, 
That's the frustrating thing here. Well, it is it is frustrating and unfortunate, and we kind of knew Republicans were going to try to do this all along. I, you know, I it, to me it doesn't matter what device it it may have come from. It appears to be someone's his complete set of data that would be on a computer or a phone or a laptop. So I, I uh, according to these these analysts to port off these 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 forensic analysts poured over this this hard drive and these contents that appear to be from a computer and uh, they found nothing they didn't they didn't find the things that had been added to the previous versions. They didn't find anything after the date that the uh, hunter dropped it off at the repair shop. Uh, you know, they they came away with the conclusion that this is probably real data from a laptop or some other device. Um, uh, but I, that doesn't necessarily prove that Hunter Biden did anything wrong, and it absolutely appears not to connect to the president in any way. Um, if you've got naked pictures on your phone or uh-huh. on your computer of yeah. yourself, uh-huh. would you put them in a folder called Salacious Pics? Because well, that's what's being claimed that Hunter Biden did, which I find is, to be absolutely is, ludicrous. Is that folder in the version that the independent analyst for CBS looked at? Uh, or is that one of the previous previously released versions that the Republicans put out? That's a good question. I think it was the, uh, yeah, it says salacious picks package. I think this was in the version that the Washington Post examined. Yeah, and who knows who gave who gave that to the post? Yeah, we'll I, see. This is all, this is all to say that the existence of the laptop, the veracity of the files on the laptop, is a gigantic question mark. That's why we have chain of custody in this country, right, Be- because right. if a bunch of randos got their hands on whether it's a hard drive or whether it's a laptop itself, or whether they were able to hack into Hunter Biden's phone, which is also on the table, that all indicates that the chain of custody custody was badly interrupted that which then means yeah. well, you can't you, you can't engage in a valid prosecution whether it's congressional or uh, the justice department or whatever you can't you can't prosecute someone if you can't create a valid chain of evidence here and there is no valid chain of evidence here well then i would think a court of law certainly would uh, would uphold that a yeah. court of law would would see that broken chain of evidence and rule accordingly yeah i would hope yeah uh, the question is what will a house committee do i just i find the idea of there being a folder on there salacious picks package mm-hmm. yeah, to, to be to big, be very very yeah very very suspicious that that was just dropped onto the hard drive did all of these come from hunter biden's phone or his computer or did they come from another source and the only way you can determine that is to go into the metadata and examine the metadata which there was no no indication from the CBS News report that they even did that. Plus, the mm-hmm. reporter, the CBS News reporter, mm-hmm. is a, a former Fox News reporter. I see. And so there's there's all, again, there's all kinds of suspicious, hanky question marks circulating this story. And I'll say right now, I should have said this at the outset, Hal Sparks is doing much more in-depth work on this story, as mm-hmm. is a much bigger expert than I am when it comes to some of the finer granular details, as they say, regarding the laptop. And uh, I have not known Hal Sparks to be wrong about <laughs> about anything. Much of anything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, for, forgive me and being devil's advocate here. It's just that I am... I have seen the story as bullshit from the very beginning. Yeah, uh, you know, and I, I I don't believe.
believe that it will lead to the president in any way, that this is a Republican show. Mm -hmm. This is their new Benghazi. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, some of us can devote energy to uh, arguing the, the specifics of the case or the facts of the case with the Republicans. I think what uh, most of the rank and file of us can and should do maybe is focus on the fact that the Republicans are doing this instead of addressing inflation, doing yeah. this instead of addressing the crime they whined about, uh, doing this instead of addressing immigration, which we all agree needs addressing. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, let's... Let's show how they've made this a personal vendetta as opposed to addressing the issues of the people. Right, right. And at the same time, I think it's important to correct the record and make sure that the disinformation, there's some sort of pushback against that. And you know, because this is Hillary Clinton's email server all over again. Right. This is just, oh, look, email server. Hmm, that looks suspicious. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But then you say, well, what, what's illegal here? Is there anything illegal? Well, you know, through multiple investigations, the answer is no, nothing illegal there. But what they do is that, you know, Donald Trump paints, what, what about all those 30,000 emails, which right. may or may not exist? What about this? What about, oh, Hillary Clinton's email service. She must be hiding something. You know why? Because she's a bitch. Oh, yeah, we've been talking about how much of a bitch she is since the 90s. And it's this feeling of impropriety when there is nothing wrong or illegal. And they do put up the, the alleged crack pipe pictures yeah. and that kind of thing. And they, the whole purpose is just to smear and and yeah. and uh, when there isn't a family among us, I don't think that hasn't isn't connected in some way to a substance abuse problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an individual who has that. So uh, this could, uh, it's been proposed, backfire on the Republicans. Mm -hmm. I hope it does, and I think it's our job to help it backfire by pointing out the so important issues they're ignoring for this personal vendetta. Yeah, uh, and they're trying to use this to connect Joe Biden to China somehow. And why are right. they doing that, even though there's no connection whatsoever? Well, they're doing that because they don't want anyone talking about the Trump connections to China. Right. I mean, I tweeted this the other day. Imagine if Biden had offices and a bank account in Shanghai. Imagine if China's largest bank leased three floors of Biden Tower in Manhattan. Imagine if Biden's daughter held trademarks in China. I think she's got at least seven of them. Imagine if Biden did business with China's corrupt state grid corporation, just like Trump. Right. And that's uh, Kevin McCarthy announced yesterday he's planning a select committee on China if he's elected speaker. So you better believe that uh, that Joe Biden is going to be front and center, that Hunter Biden is going to be front and center on that, and that that the big guy line in that one e email that has a question mark after it, and which was really about fundraising and not about some sort of uh, private business deal. Right. There's another bit of uh, exculpatory information in this whole thing that doesn't get discussed uh, on Fox News Channel. So that's it. That's the uh, the Hunter Biden story. <laughs> <laughs> so far, and get ready for a hell of a lot more to come. There's only one word for it, and that's yeah. fun. Yes, fun, absolutely. Bob. Fun. Yes, that's I think it. this is more like it. Fun. That's sarcastic. Yeah, fun. There you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You know what? I'm going to talk about my Twitter spat with Carrie Lake's War Room account on the okay. Shatter Docket here coming up. But I do have a holiday hack as we head oh, into the Thanksgiving break. If you're visiting Red Hat parents. For Thanksgiving, your parents are Fox News watchers, Fox Business watchers, Newsmax watchers, 
Real America's Voice Watchers. That's a that's a real network somewhere. RAV. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yeah. What you can do is you can use the parental controls on their televisions yes. to secretly block all of those networks when they're not looking. If they're in the kitchen getting stuff together, if they've fallen asleep, if they're distracted somehow, and you have access to their remote control, go to the parental controls on their cable service and block Fox News, Fox Business, Newsmax, RAV, and so on. It doesn't take long. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory how to use, just go to settings, scroll down to parental controls. It's pretty much the same on every television, every Mm -hmm. cable service, uh, and uh, log in, and it might actually help deprogram them. I mean, we we learned from the the brainwashing of my dad, that documentary, is that doing something like this might, might help. This, this will help. Uh, give them milk and turkey. The tryptophan will put them right out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go on their televisions and block everything. And and by the way, uh, G. Gordon Liddy story fans will want to stick around for today's Shadow Docket. Or oh, right, right. Not already a subscriber, get on that. Absolutely. We'll talk about that, too, uh, almost right away. I want to get into uh, this uh, spat I had with Carrie Lake's War Room. It says stories right. tie together, in fact. Yeah, and then also we can talk about... The Liddy Connection in Arizona, right. which is right. talk about fun. That'll be a fun one. <laughs> okay, well, here's how you listen to the Shadow Docket. In case you don't know, uh-huh. go to bobseskashow.com. If you're a brand new person, brand new visitor to our Patreon page, just scroll right down. You can't miss the five dollar tier. It's called the uh, uh, Shadow Docket level, and uh, you just click that button, put in your information, and you're all set. And you listen to the Shadow Docket every Tuesday and Thursday. It's an extra 20 minutes of show. If you're not full yet, we've got more show waiting for you on our Patreon page. And if you're feeling saucy, you can sign up for $10 a month, and that'll get you the Shadow Docket plus the Friday After Party with me and Kimberly Johnson. Sign up at $15 a month. You get all that stuff, the Shadow Docket, the After Party, plus we take out all the commercials from the free show for you. So you get a commercial-free version of the show. We call that the ultimate edition of the podcast. Right. Run, don't walk. Sign up right now. Meantime, we'll see you over on the Shadow Docket, folks. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Yeah.